This is the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Bibas, episode number 20, Monday Method. Welcome to Monday Method. Every Monday, you and I are going to break down an efficient, productive way to build your business. Now, how are we going to do that? By creating a system around a specific process. I love systems. They are the only thing that help me stay organized and avoid shiny object syndrome. You know what that is, like always wanting to do the next project, the new thing, the greatest idea. Well, systems are the only way that I have found as a woman entrepreneur to really stay focused. Now, you don't want to miss Monday Methods. So often, as entrepreneurs, we lose out on time, business, and clients because we don't know how to get more done with less. And, you know, as Tony Robbins put it in one of his CDs, you know, he said, it's not about having resources. It's about resourcefulness. And what I've found, and I'm sure what you found as well, is the moment you become a master of your time, you become a master of your life. And so at She Runs the Show, we are dedicating every single Monday episode to doing both. Monday method, specific process, developing a specific system, testing it out. Yes, that's every Monday here at She Runs the Show. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello, everybody. Okay, welcome to Monday Method. So this is episode number 20. And today we are going to talk about 10 steps to a successful podcast. Now, She Runs the Show is a relatively new podcast. It launched January 1st, 2015. And this is only episode number 20. But I got to tell you, as a newbie to podcasting, there is a lot that I have learned in these first 20 episodes. And so there have been some hard fought hard won lessons. And I wanted to use today's Monday method to really share with you some of the major lessons that I've learned as I've launched this podcast and also to save you time from having to learn certain things that I learned the hard way. And I really don't think you need to reinvent the wheel and learn it the hard way too. So on today's episode, you're going to learn why podcasts are the tool to share your message with your tribe. You're also going to learn by the end of today's episode, four things you need to consider before making the decision to start your own podcast. This is huge. And, you know, again, I didn't necessarily consider these things. And now looking back 20 episodes in, I definitely think anybody who's thinking about starting a podcast should consider these. And then by the end of today's episode, you're also going to learn three reasons most podcasts fail to build a following. This is huge. And then by the end of today's episode, you're also going to learn the 10 steps to a successful podcast. All right, let's get into this Monday method. So let's talk about why podcasts are the tool to share your message with your tribe. You know, the first thing is podcasts are not new things, but they're becoming 
increasingly popular, enormously popular now that we've got smartphones, um, now that we've got tablets that fit into purses, small purses. So one of the reasons why podcasts are the tool to share your message with your tribe is because they're easily accessible. You can, you know, download a podcast or stream it on your phone, your computer, your laptop, any tablet, any device. And now, in two th- starting in 2015, all the cars that are produced in 2015 or later are coming with dashboards that have podcast accessibility built in. So right now, you know, I got a 2014 vehicle and it has all the fancy whistles and stuff. And, you know, I can call people by saying, call so-and-so. And I can also, you know, open up SoundCloud and I can listen to a podcast through my smartphone without even connecting it to the car, Bluetooth enabled and all that fun stuff. But because I bought my vehicle in 2014, it's not equipped to just naturally go to iTunes or to just naturally on the dashboard go to SoundCloud or Stitcher. As of 2015, all vehicles will be built that way. So every vehicle, just like the radio, will have a built-in dashboard where you can directly, without going through your smartphone, without using Bluetooth, you can directly access podcast directories. That's going to be huge for people who are commuting to work or people who are in their cars a lot or in their trucks a lot. So the first reason why podcasts are the tool to share your message with your tribe is that they're easily accessible. You can run at the gym and listen to a podcast. You can go hiking and listen to a podcast from anywhere, any phone, any place you can, you know, if you're not going to have cell service somewhere, you download the podcast to your phone and just listen to the MP3. You don't even need internet. So they are becoming easily accessible with the technology of today. Another reason why podcasts are the tool to share your message with your tribe is that they're quickly going to replace radio. I mean, when was the last time, if you think about it, I can't even tell you the last time that I listened to radio. Well, maybe, you know, this morning for a few minutes while I was getting my smartphone set up to play one of my playlists from Google Play. But most of the time when I'm in my car, I'm listening to one of my playlists on Google Play. I'm not listening to the radio. I'm not waiting for the radio to hopefully play the music that I want to listen to. Not when I have Google Play and not when it's, you know, smartphone enabled in my car. I just play the playlist that I like with the music that I like and I don't listen to the radio. So again, podcasts in the next five to 10 years are quickly going to replace radio. The third reason why podcasts are the tool to share your message with your tribe is the fact that podcasts can be listened to from anywhere at any point and while multitasking. I love the fact that I can be cooking my Sunday brunch and I can be listening to Lewis Howes' School of Greatness podcast. That's awesome. I love the fact that I can be walking through Walmart and I have my headphones in and I'm listening to Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income podcast. That's what I do when I'm moving through stores. That's what I do when I'm cooking. That's what I do when I'm doing things like folding laundry. I'm always educating myself and listening. And that's not something you can do if it's a YouTube video, unless you don't want to watch the video. So podcasting offers a very unique ability to listen from anywhere at any point and while you're multitasking. So that's another great thing. Another reason why podcasts are the tool to share your message with your tribe is this. Podcasts share both your personality and your expertise with your tribe. You know, like 
They share who you are. People hear your voice. They hear your personality. They get a feel for you that they won't necessarily get as deeply and as fully if they read your blog. So again, podcasts give people that sense of your personality and your expertise, especially when you combine them with video. So Michael Hyatt and Lewis Howes do this extremely well. They actually have video of of their interviews, of, of their podcast airing. And so you get to choose whether you listen to it on a podcast, you know, or you watch the video of them doing the interview of the podcast. That's perfect. It allows you in both ways to see them and to hear them. And so you get a better feel for both their personality and their expertise. Your tribe gets to know you more deeply with a podcast. And then of course, podcasts are easily embeddable. You know, it, it really is like copy a little bit of code, paste it onto your website. Easy peasy. Copy a link posted at the end of a blog post that talks about this particular episode. It's, you know, it's so easy. Even on Twitter, you just like, you know, on SoundCloud, you just click a a share button and you put it on Twitter. And then right on the Twitter timeline, when you share it from SoundCloud, there is the actual picture of that episode. And somebody who's following you on Twitter can actually click on it from Twitter and listen to the podcast while they're on the Twitter feed. It's amazing how easily podcasts now integrate with every other tool that you use to share your message, your website, your blog, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, it easily embeds in everything. Instagram, it's, you know, you can share your podcast in any direction. So we've talked about why podcasts are the tool to share your message with the tribe. Let's talk about four things you need to consider before making the decision to start your own podcast. I think this is important. I got to tell you, I'm struggling with that right now. Like this Monday Method episode was supposed to be out at like five o'clock this morning and it's what? 11 o'clock at night now, and I'm recording Monday Method. That's because I got to tell you, there are some some things that I did not fully consider before I started this podcast. Now, I love to podcast. I, you know, whatever has to move in my schedule so I can do this, that's what's going to happen. But I have to tell you, I would... I didn't think it was as much work going into it as it has turned out to be and as it will continue to be. So I want you to know that if you're thinking of starting your own podcast, first of all, bravo to you for the courage that it takes to do what podcasters do. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of love. You know, it's a lot of passion that you're putting into this. There's a lot of back end stuff, but I want to give you four things that you need to consider before making the decision to start your own podcast. So number one, the time factor, you know, on average, you're going to put a solid, especially in the beginning. And when you don't have any production assistance to help you do certain parts of the back end of, of the podcast production it's going to take you 10 to 15 hours a week to do your podcast. So the first question you need to ask yourself is, do you really have enough time to devote to just the podcasting piece of your business? Especially because if you see podcasting as something that has the potential to make you money, when you first begin, you're a little ways out from that. You're at least a good six to nine months out from being able to get sponsorships for your podcast, i.e. make money on your podcast. So the first six to nine months, you're really working on this podcast and building it for free. 
And so in that six to nine months, unless you've got unlimited income from somewhere else or a stash of savings where you can just devote it to the podcast, it might be difficult for you to hire a podcast, you know, a production assistant or two. It might be difficult for you to have somebody transcribe every episode and produce really good show notes, like not transcriptions, just word for word what was said on the podcast, but actually show notes that people want to download and print and really save. So you've got to consider the time factor. Do you really have those 10 to 15 hours a week to devote to podcasting alone outside of all the other things you do in your business? That's a big factor. Number two, the technology factor. Do you have enough money or know-how to learn the ins and outs of the technology side of podcasting? There is, I got to tell you, there is a lot of technology backbone to podcasting. So you you have to learn how to, you know, first of all, you've got to decide what software you're going to use to record the podcasts. If you don't have Skype, you've got to get Skype. If you don't know how to do a Skype to Skype call with people you're going to interview, you've got to learn how to do that. You have to learn how, you know, what Skype recording software you're going to get. Um, there's Pamela there. You know, the one that I use is a free MP3 Skype recorder. And it's called, I have to even look at it because I can't even tell you what it's called. It's called MP3 Skype Recorder 4.10. So that's what I use. It's totally free. It didn't cost anything. I think Pamela is the software that um, John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, who has a a daily podcast episode, by the way, he does seven shows a week. Um, he, He recommends Pamela if you're using a PC. I use this one because A, it's free and B, it's easy. It just starts recording the moment that I'm on Skype and it stops recording the moment that the Skype call ends. Easy peasy. And all I do is edit out the beginning and edit out the end of the show. And again, a lot of this is technology. So what software will you use to record your interviews on Skype? What software will you use to edit the audio of the interviews and to add in the intro music and the outro music and the intro? So there's a lot of software to that that you've got to decide. You know, some people go with Adobe Audition. I personally have always used for audio NCH. So I use NCH WavePad to amplify the audio so make it sound better, take out some of the hisses and the hums. I use WavePad. And then I use Mixpad, which is also by NCH, to create the whole track. So to add in the interview, to add in the intro clip, the intro music, the outro music, I use NCS, uh, NCH, excuse me, Mixpad, which again, they're not that expensive. I think WavePad cost me 50 bucks, and I think that Mixpad cost me 60 or 69. Not that expensive. And they're simple and easy to use, but you've got to find what are the software systems that are going to work for you. And are you comfortable? It took me a minute to learn, like, where do I get the intro and outro music without paying lots of money? Where do I get, you know, how do I, what kind of intro do I say? Do I hire a voiceover actor to do my intro for me? Which in my case, I decided not to do that because I've been a voiceover actor and I was an actress. So it made sense for me to do my own intro. I don't need to hire an actor to do that for me. So again, some of those things are super, super important to consider in the beginning. Now, if you wanted to hire a voiceover actor to do the intro for your podcast, you could go to someplace like voices.com where you could hire somebody, you could put in a job, bid for it, get get voiceover actors to audition for the role 
right? Listen to their auditions, which again takes time, time factor, and then choose one and pay them. You know, you could pay them anywhere from a hundred to 250 bucks to do that intro for you. And then you have the intro for life. Unless you want to always change the intro. If you listen to Pat Flynn's intro, he changes his intro a lot. So his intro announcer will say a different thing kind of each episode. But again, this is time. If you're going to find a voiceover actor, you've got to have time to, you know, post the bid pay for the bid, listen to everybody's auditions. And oftentimes you'll get hundreds of auditions from actors. That's just not something that I had time to do. So I simply just did my intro myself. But again, it goes back to this technology factor. It took me time to learn how to edit my podcast. It took me time to learn how to use Mixpad so I could put the intro music and the outro music. It takes me time when I'm piecing the things together to listen to the beginning to make sure that the music starts right at the right moment. It ends at the right moment. I mean, all of these things are things that I had to learn. I didn't know how to do these things before I launched my podcast. So again, there is a big time factor. There is a big technology factor. So do you have the right microphone? You cannot use a cheap microphone if you want a high quality show. My microphone is, and let me pull it up. It's probably going to make a little noise. It's a blue microphone. I think it cost me $97 on Amazon. In fact, I didn't even go to Amazon. What I did was is Best Buy will actually price match Amazon. So all you have to do is if you find something that you could get at Best Buy, like I got this blue microphone at Best Buy, if you find it cheaper on Amazon, you just print out the price on Amazon and you bring it to Best Buy and Best Buy will give you that same exact product in store at Amazon's price. And that's what I did. I took the $97 thing from Amazon and I brought it to Best Buy and I bought the blue microphone at Best Buy. Awesome purchase. Some podcasters use way better microphones than what I've got here. I mean, you're talking about they're spending, this microphone cost me $97. They're spending like $300, $500, $2,000. You know, their setup looks like something in a, a, you know, a voiceover booth. So again, you've got to be ready for the technology side. I wear headphones when I record my podcast to kind of flush out the sound. So the only thing I'm really focused on is recording this particular episode. My headphones at Staples cost me, I think, $50. So again, you've got to be ready for the technology side of all of this. Do you have a microphone? Do you have editing software? Do you have, you know, do you have a, a way that you're going to upload your episodes so that you create a feed that then you can submit to iTunes and Stitchers and the other podcast directories. You've got to, you know, either go with SoundCloud or go with Libsyn or go with both SoundCloud and Libsyn. And I'm going to put a lot of links to different resources um, and individuals who teach podcasting classes. Today's episode is not necessarily about all of the nitty gritty details about the technology choices you need to make and and how you actually go about, you know, doing every single step. I think John Lee Dumas, um, you know, a lot of people teach really, really great stuff on how to do this. And so I think if you want the step-by-step breakdown of stuff, it's important to go see those people because they are amazing at what they do. And they really will teach you how to um, launch your podcast from the very smallest detail to the very biggest details. So I think you want to go to Entrepreneur on Fire with John Lee Dumas, and he does a weekly webinar where he really talks about, you know, 
um, how to create your first podcast. Marie Grace Berg, who's, she's got a show called Today's Leading Woman. And so Today's Leading Women, that's fantastic. She also does webinars on how to begin your podcast, the nitty gritty details, and she offers a class. So check out Marie Grace Berg because they will teach you and walk you through the process of how to do this. But I want you to know ahead of time things that you need to consider. So we're talking about the four things you need to consider before making the decision to start your own podcast. The time factor is huge. It's number one, 10 to 15 hours minimum a week. Number two, the technology factor. Do you have enough money or know-how to learn the ins and outs of the technology side of podcasting? You know, if you have plenty of money to outsource it to other people, fantastic. But typically in the bit, in the beginning of it, before you've made it a revenue stream, you might not have that. The third thing you need to consider before making the decision to start your own podcast is the money factor. Do you have the immediate funds to invest in software and equipment that you'll need to create a high quality podcast? Overall, I mean, part of part of the expense too is headshots. Luckily, I was an actress, so I have headshots. I didn't have to pay a photographer to do new headshots, but you need professional pictures of yourself. So if you live in New York City, a professional photo shoot with a headshot photographer who works with actors, it's going to cost you anywhere from about $600 to $2,000 with the makeup artist, you know, with the change of clothes, four or five changes of clothes. You need professional pictures. I'm going to be the first to tell you, if you don't have professional pictures, you need to get that first before you start this podcast. It's seriously important for branding. So you've got to get headshots done, professional pictures. You've got to have a microphone. You've got to have a headset. You've got to have the software that you need. You know, you might need to hire a graphic designer to create your logo for your show. Luckily, I just took my headshot picture and used pickmonkey.com to create my name at the bottom and put she runs the show on the side of my face. And then boom, again, but that took me a long time to figure out how to get my picture in PicMonkey and how to add the words and put the words in just the right place so that when it came down to that small little size that they use on iTunes, it would all fit. That took me hours. It took me hours to get my picture to the right size so iTunes would accept it. That was super frustrating. So I'm just telling you that there's so much to this time factor and this technology factor and this money factor. Now, the fourth thing that you need to consider before making the decision to start your own podcast is this, the marketing factor. Here's the thing. It's a whole 10 to 15 hours a week to produce the show and to just get it up, you know, and launch that particular episode or episodes now you're, you're getting into marketing. Do you have enough marketing time and power behind you to get your podcast in front of the people who need you most? And I have to be totally, let me just, let me be totally transparent. I'm struggling with the marketing factor right now. Like I do not have enough hours in the day to both produce the three episodes that I release on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays and to market the show. And that's something that I'm currently going up the learning curve on. It's tough. So and and I'm I'm telling you all of this not because I want to discourage you from starting a podcast, but I want you to be more prepared than I was when I launched this show January 1st. So four things you need to consider before making the decision to start your own podcast is the time factor, the technology factor, the money factor, and the marketing factor. And if you find that you don't have enough of what you need to really do this well, my recommendation is simple. Go get interviewed on other people's shows 
Take your time before starting your own show. Build up enough money, build up enough resources so that people will help you produce this so that you're not flailing as you try to get it started. The beginning of something is very important and you want high quality, especially high quality content, especially high quality sound. And so this is not something that you want to bootstrap in the beginning. You want to be ready and you want your best work to shine through. So those are the things you need to consider before making the decision to start your own podcast. Now, Let's talk about three reasons most podcasts fail to build a following. Let's start with reason number one. You know, a lot of people bind to this idea. If I build it, they will come. I know we are not in that philosophy with websites. We all get that you know, millions of blogs start every day. Millions of websites exist on the internet. You can't just put up a blog on WordPress or put up a website and think that if you simply build it and publish it, they're going to come. That doesn't apply in podcasting either. That's a myth. You, you can build a podcast, but if you don't market it, if you don't get it out there on a regular basis, guess what? They're not coming. They don't know you exist. So, A lot of podcasts will fail because people will just focus on the production side, maybe because that's all the time that they have, but they're not focusing on connecting, collaborating, you know, making it easy for the people that they interview to share the show the next day. That's a huge piece of it. You know, sending thank you notes and saying, you know, John Lee Dumas is the one who brought this idea, you know, in one of his webinars. When you finish interviewing somebody, you send them a thank you email that says, thank you so much for being on the show. Here are the links to share on Twitter and social media. Here are some quick links that you can just easily share with your tribe and your group of people. That makes it easy for the people that you've interviewed to share your stuff. So again, one of the reasons most podcasts will fail to build a following is buying into this idea that if I build it, they will come. That's not so. The second reason most podcasts fail to build a following is choosing a show title or topic that doesn't resonate with people. Again, take John Lee Dumas's you know show. It's called Entrepreneur on Fire. Immediately when you hear the podcast title Entrepreneur on Fire, you get what it's about. You know, you you totally like. I don't, I know it's about entrepreneurs. I know that John Lee Dumas's show Entrepreneur on Fire is about entrepreneurs. Now, my show title is not as directly relatable. I mean, somebody who would see she runs the show, they'd probably guess it was for women. They'd probably guess it was about women leading their own lives, women taking charge. They may not necessarily connect with the fact that she runs the show is a podcast for women entrepreneurs who want to build businesses that thrive and relationships that rock. Because my name doesn't directly have like women entrepreneur in it, that means that I have to work a little bit harder to get the message out to my tribe and to let people know that she runs the show is in a podcast for women entrepreneurs. Again, when people choose obscure names or show titles or or topics that don't resonate with the people they're trying to attract as listeners, that is going to lead the podcast into a downward spiral. The third reason most podcasts fail to build a following is poor 
Well, it's kind of a double reason. Poor content for sure. If your content sucks, if you are not adding immense value, if you're not giving your all to this and like bringing on people who are going to inspire, uplift, motivate, train and teach your tribe, you're doing a disservice to yourself, your show and to your tribe. So poor content and or a bad personality. You know, let's be frank here. Some people just don't have the personality to be on a podcast. You know, I listen to some people and I'm just like, oh, I can't hear another word you say. Like whether it's their voice or it's their personality or it's whatever, you have to allow. Here's the thing. You have to allow your personality to shine through. You you don't want to be a podcaster who speaks in the way that you think people expect you to speak or who says the PC things that you think people expect you to say. You got to be you on your show. That's what's going to make you stand out. That's what's going to make you come alive. And so another reason why podcasts fail to build a following is either the person has a bad personality, meaning, you know, dull, boring, trite, commonplace, trying to be somebody they're not, not fully being themselves, not owning who they are, you know, all of that can come through with the voice and or they have poor content and poor content. People are going to listen to a couple shows. And if they think that you're just giving them fluff, if they think that you're just giving them like little tidbits, but nothing that they can really put together and do something with, they're going to tune you off because everybody's got 24 hours, but we are pretty selective about how we spend our time. And I do not like to waste my time. And I know you do not like to waste your time. So again, buying into the, if I build it, they will come philosophy. leads you to podcast failure. Choosing a show title or a topic that does not resonate with the people you're trying to attract as listeners, boom, downward spiral for the podcast. And poor content and or bad personality, downward spiral with the podcast. Three reasons most podcasts fail to build a following. Now, let's talk about the 10 steps to a successful podcast. Here we go. Okay. Step number one, have a vision a mission, and a goal. So I'm going to share my vision mission. I got to pull out my little board here for She Runs the Show. I have a vision board just for She Runs the Show, by the way, for the podcast. So my, my, you know, my vision with She Runs the Show as a podcast is to help women entrepreneurs turn their fear into fuel, their doubts into courage, and their dreams into daily action. Do you hear how that vision is powerful? Like, I want to see women entrepreneurs step into their power by turning their fear into fuel, their doubts into courage, and their dreams into daily action. That's why I do this show. Now, my mission or my purpose is to use this podcast as a platform to help women entrepreneurs build businesses that thrive and relationships that rock, period. Have both. And More so than that, my goal for the show itself, like if we're just breaking down the goals, and I rarely talk about my goals in public, but I'm just going to put this out there because I want you to get the difference between vision, mission, and goal. My goal is to be number one in management marketing on iTunes. And let's be clear, I don't care how long that takes. I'm going to take as long as it takes, as hard, I'm going to work as hard as it takes. I'm going to bring you the most fantastic stuff you've ever seen. It doesn't matter the time on it. Like I have no expiration date on this dream. I see she runs the show being number one in management and marketing on iTunes, period, the end. There's my vision. 
there's my mission, there's my goal. It keeps me focused. And I put it on a vision board that really, other than those things, is kind of empty right now because I got to fill up some people, you know, pictures of people I want to interview and stuff like that. But I have a vision, a mission, and a goal so that as I'm doing the hard work that goes into this, as I'm like, you know, listening to the show over and over again and making sure that it starts and stops at the right place and putting the show notes together, when I get kind of discouraged because everything's taking so long, or when I feel like, oh my goodness, can I really do this production schedule? I can just go to this vision board and I can remind myself about my vision, my mission, and my goal with this podcast. And boom, I resurf- I'm, I'm re-energized by it. That fire in my belly comes back. So the first step to a successful podcast is to have a vision, a mission, and a goal. The second step is to pick a name that fits. You know, when we say a name that fits, I mean a name that fits your topic, your mission, and your tribe. Just like John Lee Dumas's example, Entrepreneur on Fire. Like when they hear your name, they get it. Your tribe, doesn't matter whoever else, if they're not your tribe, you don't care whether they get your show or not. Your show is for your tribe. You need to pick a name that fits your topic, your mission, and your tribe, and you'll know it when you choose it. Third step to a successful podcast is you've got to decide your production schedule and your time commitment. As I said before, launching a podcast is 10 to 15 hours minimum each week. And that is if you have no help. Now, if you hire help, if you can afford a production assistant or two, if you can afford a podcast, you know, editor to edit your podcast shows, I mean, it could be like five hours, maybe. But then you've got to do interviews and every interview is going to take you anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour to do. So again, and you're the one who's doing the interviews, so you can't outsource that. So you need to decide your production schedule and your time commitment, and you've got to put that on your calendar. And those times have got to be sacred. You've got to have a workflow for your podcast. So for example... I'm now in implementing a workflow for my podcast. It's taken me this long to like come up with something that works. And basically, you know, I originally wanted to do a seven day week podcast. I don't have time for that. Like there's just not enough hours in the day. So knowing that I've got this time every week that I'm committing to, to con- creating the podcast, I know that what I can do is I can do three episodes a week that air Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And then I use my Friday and Saturday to create all of the show notes, which if you have never done show notes, let me help you out. They are time intensive, time intensive. If you're doing great show notes, like if you're just doing transcriptions, I guess you could pay somebody 10 cents a minute or whatever to just, you know, reproduce whatever was said on the interview. I come from a professor background. I was a professor for over 15 years. I believe in my show notes being like college course notes. I want you to be able to print that sucker out and put it in a binder. And I want you to be able to carry that stuff with you. And it's like a college class every single time you print out one of those show notes. So I'm picky. I want it to look a certain way. I want it to feel a certain way. I want it to educate you. And my show notes take a whole lot of time. And I cannot tell you that I love doing them. I love seeing the end product. I certainly don't love the two hours that it takes to listen to the interview and like pause it and stop it and and make it right. But my show notes, I'm proud of them. I like the way they look. And if you look at Pat Flynn's show notes, they're amazing. Smartpassiveincome.com. Check out his podcast. It's great information, great content. His his show notes are amazing. 
And that's how I learned what I wanted for my own show notes were by looking at Path Lens. So again, you've got to decide your production schedule and your time commitment with a 10 to 15 hour minimum each week so you know what you're doing. The fourth step to a successful podcast is you've got to invest in solid equipment. You know, an expensive microphone, at least a hundred bucks, a headset so that you kind of take out the sound around you, software, SoundCloud, Libsyn. Do you need a voiceover booth or a soundproof room? No. I mean, look, I do this in, I do this in my office. It's, there's no soundproofing here. I just turn off the heat so the heat doesn't kick on, you know, and then ruin my audio, you know. Yeah, you don't need a soundproof booth. Don't don't go too deep. You need solid equipment, which is a microphone, a headset, the editing software, the audio software. You need Skype, which is free, and you need some kind of Skype recorder so that you can record the interviews that you do with people. Skype is by far the best audio for interviews. So get a Skype recorder, Pamela. You know, I use that MP3 Skype recorder that's free. Again, find something, use it. And then of course you need a SoundCloud membership. If you're going to upload your, your episodes to iTunes and to Stitcher through SoundCloud or Libsyn. A lot of people use Libsyn. I don't use Libsyn. I just go straight from SoundCloud to iTunes. So my podcasts, I upload them into SoundCloud and then from and SoundCloud, I've already, you know, applied for iTunes and SoundCloud actually just updates iTunes and then it's on iTunes. So I don't worry about it. I don't go through Lipson. Um, and then step number five to a successful podcast, map out the first 10 episodes in advance. And this is something I did do before launching in January. I really mapped out like the first 30 and who I wanted to be on the show. And I mix my, my podcast episodes with interviews and then solos, like what you're experiencing right now. This is a solo episode. This is me and you, and we're talking and teaching. And so I, I, I'm very conscious about the fact that there are some episodes where I want to do them solo and there are some episodes where I want to interview amazing entrepreneurs so you can learn from their genius. So I would say map out the first 10 episodes in advance so you know what you're talking about. They have sort of a flow and they're going in a particular direction with a certain theme. And then step number six to a successful podcast is record the first 34 episodes, first three, oh, excuse me, 34. That would like give somebody a nervous breakdown. Record the first three episodes and launch them in advance. And this I got from John Lee Dumas. He did. He said something in, in a webinar that I thought was really interesting and I did not do. And I think if I do another podcast on something like Fear to Fuel, which is another one of my passions and I'm an expert at, I will probably take his advice and do this. He said, begin with... Record the first three episodes up front and launch them at the same time. But your number one episode should be episode 000. And that episode should be an episode about who you are, why you're an expert, and why you started this podcast. Now, I didn't do that with my first episode because I hadn't heard John Lee Dumas's take on it before. But now you're hearing it. So if you haven't started your podcast, check out John Lee Dumas, entrepreneuronfire.com. And really follow his advice. First episode 000 is about who you are, what your mission is, and why you started the podcast and who the podcast is for. It will give people an introduction to you. So again, record the first three episodes and launch them in advance. That's step number six. The seventh step to a successful podcast is to submit to the major podcast directories. So iTunes, of course, Stitcher, of course, BlackBerry. I, and I don't have a BlackBerry anymore, so I don't know how they still have a podcast directory, but supposedly they do. 
ah, Blackberry, you know, look Google podcast directories and just find out all the different ones there are and submit them. Step number eight to a successful podcast is build listenership so that you can create revenue. Again, marketing is a whole thing unto itself. You've got to have the time. When you launch an episode, you put it in a blog post, you share it on Twitter, you send it everywhere. You've got to build listenership so you can create revenue in the form of sponsorship. And then step number nine is outsource production and marketing within six months of your podcast launch date. That is certainly my objective. I'm just letting you know, like, I can't wait to that six month mark because I am hiring out some of this production stuff that I do not want to be doing. I love interviewing. I love talking with women entrepreneurs who are amazing, male entrepreneurs who are amazing. But you know what? I'm going to hire somebody and teach them how to do the show notes the way I want my show notes done and just outsource that baby. Outsource it. Get my time back. So again, step number nine, outsource production and marketing within six months of your podcast launch date. And then step number 10, listen to your own show and connect with your listeners often. I do listen to my own show, typically when I'm in the car, because I'm driving and it's DTE, drive time education, as Tony Robbins would put it. And so why not listen to my own show and say, do I like the audio quality that I'm hearing from my phone? Did that sound good? What's working about that episode? What's not? How can I make it better? And then I also like to hear from people who are listening to my episodes. What did you like about that? What did you not like? You know, connecting with them on different things about the episode. What did you learn? What did you take away? So all of that is critical. So step number 10 is definitely listen to your own show and connect with your listeners often. But the very first place I would say, you know, you begin, and this is my final point, listen to other people's podcasts. Find the three for people that you absolutely love and you love to listen to and listen to them nonstop. Watch how they promote their podcast on their blog. Watch how they promote it on Pinterest. Watch how they, you know, just learn from them because they're already doing it. They're already great at doing it. Get, you know, they can be your mentors without you necessarily having to be at lunch or at Starbucks with them. They can do that for you. So again, what we've talked about today are the 10 steps to a successful podcast. Um, you know, if you feel in your soul that you're meant to, you know, do a podcast and get it out there, do it now. Podcasts are still not as popular as they will be in five years. So if there was ever a moment for you to start producing your own podcast, do it now. The only thing I'm going to say to that, the only caveat is it's a lot of work, as is anything worth having. Anything is a lot of work worth having, but just be prepared for the kind of work and the amount of work that it's going to take to build it. All right, everybody, here's what I'd love for you to do. We all know people who are aspiring entrepreneurs who are just starting their business. I want you to share this episode with an entrepreneur that you know who you know could benefit from considering starting their own podcast, would you just go ahead and share that with them? Send them the link, tweet out the link so people get it. Let people know what you thought of this episode. And then could you do me one more favor? Go on iTunes and write a review of the podcast. You know, the show will grow. My, my goal, as I told you earlier in this episode, is for She Runs the Show to be the number one show in management and marketing on iTunes. It's not going to get there without your help. So could you please write a review on the podcast of the podcast on iTunes? Just go to tinyurl.com forward slash She Runs the Show podcast. That's tinyurl.com 
forward slash she runs the show podcast and leave a review. I would so appreciate it. Thank you guys. Again, if you are not connected to me on Twitter, connect to me. Say hi, twitter.com forward slash Cassandra Bibas. If you, we are not pals on Instagram, come on now. IG, find me, instagram.com forward slash Cassandra Bibas. Let's make this thing happen. I will talk to you guys next episode.